let's talk about the 2020 election and beyond, because there are more candidates. Candidates are needed. And Kristen Nicole Jones, who is founder and CEO of Vote Lead Impact, which is an organization that trains and recruits black leaders to run for political office, is joining us here to talk about where those candidates are going to come from. Uh, the Twitter handle is at KJ Power Player. Krista, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. All right. So what do you look for in candidates? In other words, how do you decide whether or not somebody how how would somebody decide whether or not they're right for office? Because it seems to me that what I've heard over years is that candidates who probably would be good candidates often don't run because nobody asks them to. That's exactly right. And actually, that is a bigger problem with women, as I know we've all heard. But if you really think about it these days, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly the characteristics that you need in a candidate, because especially in the past couple of years, so many candidates have run and won who no one thought they could win. They totally beat the establishment. Traditionally, we would say, you know, you have to be able to fundraise, which is important, but it's no longer as important. We would say you have to have ties to the community, but you have people coming in who are winning who don't really know as many people. So it really depends on the level and the district. It's hard to say these days for sure across the board who's going to win. Now, in some states, this may be more problematic than others. I know that in Virginia, I was actually working in Virginia and knew Doug Wilder pretty well because he did a radio show at the radio station where I was. And and he uh, was the first black member of black governor elected i think since reconstruction but certainly in the history of virginia which was the capital of the confederacy is it more problematic in some states than others because there's a sense that oh there's no way i can win it definitely is i think where you you usually think about the areas where you have more urban areas out quote-unquote for african-americans that's why i started vote lead impact in northern virginia it's not predominantly black There are no black districts per se, but I knew that if we were going to really get more African-Americans at the table running and winning, we had to do it in places where they weren't exactly the majority. It's definitely different in those states. Um, And again, like you said, it really depends on where you are there. Traditionally in the South, there are some areas which have black districts, but you would assume that there's more racism and more structural barriers that are holding blacks back from politics in general. But in Virginia in particular, we've had a lot of success with training African-Americans to run. And we actually have an unprecedented number of African-American candidates and elected officials in northern Virginia. Is it are they all Democrats? The majority, yes. Yes. Why is that? That's a really good question. I actually held a panel discussion, one in Gainesville, Florida, last June, and one in Falls Church, Virginia, last February. And we talked about the black vote, is it being taken for granted? We had both Republicans and Democrats represented. At the end of the day, they both actually told similar stories or had a difference of opinion in terms of whether the black vote is being taken for granted. But I will say that the Republican Party, and I think a lot of times they admit to this, does not really focus on outreaching, doing outreach to, politi- to specific groups. They don't like to think of themselves as doing their black outreach or their Latino outreach. Although more recently, in the last couple of years, they did a huge effort to reach out to the Latino community. But I think some of those um, standards within the party are holding them back from doing that specific outreach to the black community. If more, I believe that if more African-Americans really took a step back and thought about who is doing the best for them right now, 
they might have second thoughts about which party they would support. But that's why we strongly believe that no matter what party you're in, because VLI is a nonpartisan organization, Democrats, black Democrats, black Republicans need to demand more from the party. If they're going to go out and court our vote when it's time for policy decisions to be made, when it's time for money to be in communities, we need to receive that as well. Once again, we are speaking with Kristen Nicole James, founder, CEO, Vote Lead Impact. Uh, as you mentioned, Virginia is a place where you found that there's there's a lot of opportunities to go for this. I want to get people to hear this quote from the lieutenant governor over the weekend uh, who addressed the Senate in a speech yesterday. This is Justin Fairfax. Mr. Fairfax has been accused by two women of sexual assault. Here's what he said yesterday. If we go backwards and we rush to judgment and we allow for uh, political lynchings without uh, any due process, any facts, any evidence being heard, uh, then I think we do a disservice to this very body in which we all serve. Uh, and I want to stand in this moment uh, in the truth, uh, not only which has tested my Constitution personally, but is testing the Constitution uh, of the Commonwealth of Virginia and of the United States of America. And now I'm not sure necessarily that this is fully appropriate to what we're discussing, but it seems to me here's a very prominent black politician, African-American politician in Virginia. And he is, in this particular case, talking about the country's past. And I wonder if there is a sense, and I got a little bit of that at the Oscars last night leading up to our conversation. I wonder if there's a generational thing about what the issues are that you need to focus on as a politician and what the issues should not be or what what is the appropriate approach to being a candidate. And I maybe you can give me some insight into that. I don't know if it's necessarily generational. I think if you look at polling results, you will find that, you know, millennials, you know, I know he just, you know, I think in that speech he stated he turned 40 last week. So he's barely, not really a millennial anymore. But I do think there are some differences across generational lines, but I still think it's really hard to paint the black community or any community or any generation with the same broad stroke. Um, We are all growing up in such different Uh, times and communities and cultures, even within the United States. We come from a lot of different places, so our backgrounds are going to be different. I think that some people uh, basically, as we know, that term, that political lynching term was used with the Anita Hill hearings with um, Clarence Thomas, so we know where that comes from. I think the sentiment is real. There is definitely a concern that as an African-American politician, he is being treated differently than another white politician might be in a similar circumstance. I think that's definitely a concern. In twenty in, in 2019, a lot of people are wondering, well, how could that be? We've come so far. But I think that his, his comments definitely have – there's definitely something we should consider. And I think in a lot of the polling and actually a lot of conversations I've seen on social media – People are white and black people are taking a step back and thinking, okay, if this were a white politician, would we treat him the same way? So, again, I think it's a valid concern. I may not have uh, uh, worded it the same way, but it's definitely something a lot of us are talking about. Is this something that you have to warn people who want to get into the world of politics, say they can come at you from any direction and it can be pretty darn dirty at times? Yes. So I I actually just moderated a panel that VLI hosted with an organization called Sisters United in uh, Chantilly, Virginia, yesterday. And we had a panel of African-American elected officials, primarily African-American audience, many of them who are currently candidates throughout Northern Virginia. And one of the things I said is one of the most common concerns we have or that I get from people who are interested in running is they're going to pull up 
something in my past or it's just really, really dirty. What's happened in Virginia over these last few weeks, I think people have to remember it's been extremely challenging and it's really caused us to really reflect on a lot of different things. And I think in the future we will come out better for these conversations that we're having right now. But I think we have to remember, and anyone that's interested in getting involved in politics, this is not the norm. If you think about how many people run for office you know, every year in Virginia, we have elections every year at local, state, federal level, school board, a lot of times this is not the norm. So I think that's important that we realize that. Krista, I appreciate you joining us on POTUS today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Krista Nicole Jones, founder, CEO, Vote Lead Impact, trying to get people interested in politics, especially black leaders to run for office. Twitter handle at KJ Power Player.